Next on BYU Sports Nation, the committee has deliberated and has collectively declared BYU basketball in the NCAA tournament. Weigh in. Opinions flying all over the social media map about BYU's seating in the big dance. Head coach Dave Rose will offer his perspective live in studio. Plus, BYU TV analyst Blaine Fowler on why BYU deserved to be in and how they match up with Oregon in game number two against the Ducks. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. The tournament, tournament train. train. Yeah. Woo. It's an express mode. Monday, March 17th, BYU Sports Nation back to work on St. Patrick's Day. Here's the only problem with this. So I wore a green shirt. It looks, this is Oregon green. The shirt yes. I'm wearing is Oregon green. Yes. Ah. It's okay. I, I'm here. here here's here's I used the to thing. Live in Oregon, this morning. <laughs> this morning, <laughs> I, was, I was looking in my closet. I'm like, oh, it's St. Patrick's Day. I've, I've got to wear something green. And then I had this awakening moment like, wait a second. Oregon, their main color is green. And on that principle alone, I couldn't do it. I could not do it. The closest I came, my, my, my hair stuff, it, it has a green lid. And so I'm wearing green hair stuff. That's, that's all I could do. I could, I, could Good not for wear, you. I could not wear green today. It's about BYU blue. Well, by the way, that's Jerem Jordan, a guy who ranks Lucky Charms as, the number one, as a number one seed in the serial tournament of champions. Not the number one overall seed, however. Okay, our, our ongoing conversation is really entertaining today. Prim- BYU made it! Primarily they because in. they're in the tournament. They did it! Join us. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever. And I know, I know all of you have an opinion about today's Twitter question. What was your reaction when it was announced BYU was in the NCAA tournament? I almost startled my 10-month-old baby. <laughs> almost? Yes! Yeah, She didn't get too scared. She's kind of used to the occasional yelling related to BYU subjects. I had some unexpected. Excited. That's Ten a, seed? Oh, what? Man, absolutely. One. They're in. We thought they'd be in by a hair, but a little nervous. I but some, they got a 10 seed. So great. I had some unexpected visitors in my house when, when I was watching the selection show. I could not get them out the door You don't want to call them out? <laughs> if you're familiar with the, the LDS culture, the home teachers the decided home teachers to show up. The home showed up during selection Sunday. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no. Come on, man. Poorly timed. What can you... Can I do anything hey, for, you? Yes, for you? Yes, you can leave let, let, because let I'm watching push, selection push you out the door. Sunday. All right. Hey, thanks. I'm good. I'm good. Get out of here. Take out the trash or something. Thank you. Thank you for coming over. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYU and the BYU Radio iOS app. Watch our simulcast live on BYU TV or on BYUtv.org, the rebroadcast, every weekday at 7 Eastern on BYU Radio. Rise and shout because we're in the big dance and it's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. Chew, chew. It's it, it's been you know a really good couple of hours. I think the guys are all excited, and so is the staff. I mean, I think that uh, he, you never want to act too excited because you got to go play the game, and the game's going to be uh, you know a real challenge. But uh, I think the feel of of everybody is we're up for it, and let's go do it. Head coach Dave Rose. I have never seen him smile so brightly. He didn't sound very excited right there, but that's just a sliver of the press conference. I've never seen him beaming like that. That, that was before. later on in the yeah, press conference. Yeah. He had a huge 
It was like a, it's like a literally a kid in a candy store grin on his face when he was starting to talk about uh, the reaction to this. And and by the way, that is pure unfiltered reaction. So they released this video. Apparently, his son Garrett yeah. took a video in their home in Dave Rose's home theater yesterday of the team reacting to this. Oh my gosh! If you haven't seen it, I've tweeted it out a couple times. <laughs> it is so good. It's on Facebook. It is so good because the team just goes crazy. Just goes nuts. We've watched, Kyle I've, I've watched it 15 poor times. Guy, he just has to sit there. Yeah, we, we've broken down each and every individual in the video as well. That's how many times we've Look watched it. Look it up on Twitter. We've tweeted it out. You have to watch this if you haven't seen it. I've literally watched it 20 times. Pure, unfiltered emotion. And, and here's my next point. How long, how long have I been telling you because of the computer numbers? Computer. Because of the way that BYU schedule shakes out. This is a year unlike any other. Absolutely. Let me take everybody back to the day after the Pacific loss. But February 14th, Valentine's Day, a day of bracket love. Inter- interesting that it was a holiday. So the last holiday was after the Pacific loss. And I can't tell you how many people were telling me, Spencer, you're delusional if you think BYU has any shot at an at-large bid. I thought you were. I was the first one there because at that point, BYU had lost to Pacific and the next two games were at St. Mary's and Gonzaga at home. But what did BYU do? They won both those games and they don't lose a game from then until the title game against Gonzaga. Because they had such a strong out-of-conference schedule. That, that put their strength of schedule way up. Their RPI was still way up after the Pacific loss. And because they had a meaty part of their conference schedule left, they had St. Mary's twice. They had Gonzaga. They had some work to do, and they were playing every game like it was an elimination game. It's because of the way they finished, and clearly they were rewarded for their non-conference strength of schedule. I was screaming it because I knew this was a unique situation. I'd never seen these numbers before from BYU. And that's why I said they still have a shot. And I will, leave it, I will leave it at that because they are in. There's, it's one thing to see the, the non-conference resume and say that BYU has a chance. It's another for BYU to go out and then play like a team that needs to be in the NCAA tournament. And they did that. When all is said and done, the NCAA selection committee ranked 1 through 68. Do you know where BYU showed up? Number 39. The cut line is after 47, meaning... BYU was the ninth to last team to get in. Not the last, the ninth to last team to get in. They got so much respect from that committee for the way that they scheduled. And next year is going to be the same. Do you know how much I want to scream, I told you? I, I just want to. Why don't you do it? Okay, I will. I told you! I knew it! <laughs> and now I welcome you all back to, to the corner of optimism <laughs> and reason. Welcome back, my friends. BYU's going dancing. Let's keep it rolling. Topic two. Mixed reaction. I almost passed out. <laughs> Jumping around and the room got really hot really fast. And like, I'm not kidding. I was like, I had to sit down after a little bit. But it was, it was fun. It was exciting. Eric Mika describing his immediate reaction when BYU was announced as a 10 seed in the tournament during the press conference in the Marriott Center yesterday. <laughs> he literally had to sit down. Like we, we, he elaborated on that. He's like, no, I, I was going to pass out. Like I, I really had to sit down after a minute. He was in his uh, church clothes at that. <laughs> He's like the only dude in church clothes. Dave Rose uh, is too, but if you uh, watch that reaction video on Twitter, uh, 
So fun. Watch it a couple times and just watch the different nuances of stuff. <laughs> Mika excited. Everyone pumped because they were nervous. They really were. Dave Rose admitted, and we'll talk to him coming up in studio here, that he got involved in bracketology. He was watching what people were saying and what games were being played. So they were nervous. And so for, to see themselves in and then a 10 seed was a, a thrilling moment. Dave Rose said, thrilled. Not only has this been one of the most brilliant coached seasons of Dave Rose's career, and they've been all over the emotional map, all over the emotional roller coaster because they've dealt with things that have been really unique and, and things that they have never encountered. Well, you credit Dave Rose for the way he coached the game, but you should be thanking him for the way he scheduled. He knew, he knew what the committee wanted in an NCAA tournament resume, and he told us all the way back in October. I want our, our guys to have the opportunity to play a schedule that allows them to get to the NCAA tournament. I mean, I, uh, as much as, as we're focused on winning conference championships and wanting to win the, um, you know, the, the conference tournament championship, um, what fans want is for their team to play in the NCAA tournament. And I don't think that you can trick the committee. Do we want the NIT? No. They want the upstarts. They want the NCAA tournament, and Dave Rose scheduled that way for a reason. He told us that all the way back in October. That was at media day in late October. And we've talked about during the season, maybe the schedule was too tough. Maybe it was. But guess what? Because of the way BYU scheduled, and if BYU got blown out, BYU's not in. They played tough, won a couple of those, Texas, Stanford, won against Gonzaga at St. Mary's. They played Wichita State tough, UMass, Oregon. They played tough on the road. And so... I'm telling you, next year is going to be tough. Stanford, uh, tough again. Maui Invitational is awesome. Uh, You have Arizona, San Diego State, Pitt, uh, Purdue, and that. Next year, Stanford, UMass, Utah at home, at Utah State, Maui Invitational. That's what we know right now of the non-conference. This is the model going forward. Dave Rose did an amazing job setting up what he knew the tournament committee would be looking for, and that is to challenge yourself early. Challenge yourself outside of conference and give yourself an opportunity. SMU did not do that, and they're looking on the outside in. There, no team with a 300-plus non-conference strength of schedule has ever gotten into the tournament. They're ranked 25th in the country. They are currently ranked a ranked team, and they did not get in. As an at-large, maybe because, small bids from small schools. Yes, because they did not play anybody. Right. And Doug Gottlieb and Jay Williams and Digger Phelps, they don't feel... Obviously, the same way we do. They don't think BYU should be in There's at cl- all. There's clashing perspective. It's, it's all over the map. So, so Gottlieb, uh, he, he kind of started it off because he was on the CBS tournament selection show. And he said, right as soon as BYU came, he said, I do not agree that they should be in the tournament. I think they're way overseeded. So not only do he think they were overseeded, he, he doesn't think they should, they should be in the tournament at all. And here, here's their argument. Four, four losses against teams above 100 in the RPI. Uh, then they say the eye test, which you That's can... That's unquantifiable and the dumbest thing ever. The uh, eye test. The... <laughs> I live on the East Coast, and I've never seen BYU play. That's what that is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and th- so, so th- those, are the, those are the two main factors. They, they go with that. How, how, how do you leave a team out? So I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try and understand what they're thinking. So I went and I looked at all the computer numbers that these guys are going off of. Computer. And I'm... I'm just not seeing eight teams because BYU is apparently the ninth to last team in. Like, they're way in. I'm not seeing eight teams that have better resumes or are more deserving than BYU. 
according to what the committee wants. Great tweet by at Triple Crown Kook. Clearly, there is a disconnect between the selection committee's criteria and the national analyst criteria. Even BYU's boy, Joe Lenardi, has BYU as the last team in. They end up being the ninth to last team in. Rarely does BYU go into selection Sunday and come out of it with uh, a positive surprise. Oh, BYU was seated higher than we thought yeah, they would. Uh, when that it, never happened. When has it been a pleasant surprise? Well, when have they ever had a schedule like this? They haven't. They haven't. You think Dave Rose knows what to do? Uh, yes. And that's why he set it up that way. Double digit losses, but BYU still gets in. It's time for the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 19. No, not Eric Mika's age, but it's been 19 years since BYU's last birth to the NCAA tournament with double-digit losses in a season. 94-95, BYU went 22-10 and made it to the dance this season. BYU's 23-11 and has their dancing shoes, baby. I'm popping my collar today for good reason. I feel like dancing to that music. Do you? This is that like, music? This is, this is hey. <laughs> the NCAA tournament dance music now would be like, uh, what, what, I, I don't even know what kind of music. <laughs> funk? Like techno <laughs> funk or something? Oh, we're just getting started. A juicy BYU Sports Nation has the euphoria of last night's announcement worn off yet? We'll ask BYU head coach Dave Rose coming up in just a little bit. You are listening to a tournament train edition of BYU Sports Nation. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation Tournament Train Edition. Woo! Spencer Lentz and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. You can follow our show at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Stay current with BYU Sports Nation. The simulcast is on demand on BYUsportsNation.com and at BYUtv.org slash DVR. What was your reaction when it was announced BYU was in the NCAA tournament? We want to know what your pure unfiltered reaction was. Use the hashtag BYUS and send in your responses on Twitter. Uh, very quickly, let's scan the rest of our BYU Sports Nation beat, and we'll start with a BYU basketball player, not currently on the team, but one that will be, and we expect to play a major role for the Cougars. Signee this year, Peyton Dastrup, he'll play in 2016-17, got his mission call over the weekend. Panama City, July 9th. Congratulations, Peyton Dastrup. He joins TJ Haas and Jake Toulson from that class with mission calls right now. Now, tonight, the women's basketball team awaits their fate in the NCAA tournament selection on the women's side. It will be at 5 Mountain Time, 7 Eastern. We will have reaction from the women's team tonight on True Blue. And that uh, selection shows on ESPN if you want to check that out. We expect the BYU women to get in. I think they're in. I think they're way in. Just like the men's team, I, I don't think there's a debate. They have a great skit. They have a great record. Uh, they've done enough. They got a, a big win against Gonzaga late in the season. They went to the tournament championship game. They have Jennifer Hampson. They got star power. Like I think the, women, the women's basketball team, they're, they're in. They're, they're in the tournament. BYU head coach Dave Rose will join us in just a few moments to talk about the reaction of getting into the NCAA tournament, the seventh time he's been in in his nine-year career. So, and seven of the last eight. That's program defining. Like, if you were on the uptick, the NIT is something that you hope to get, the NCAA tournament, of course. But the fact that BYU is making NCAA tournaments, that's defining these seasons because you're playing to get in the tournament. That's, it's a 68-team field. You want to be in that tournament. Last year, BYU was just barely out. 
did the best they could, got to the final four of the NIT, which was a good accomplishment. But this year, they were hoping to get in the tournament, and they did. BYU basketball in as a 10 seed against Oregon. There was some concern about how the selection committee would approach Kyle Collinsworth's injury and, and if it would affect BYU getting into the tournament or if it would drop them in seeding. They, they made a statement. They, they set the precedent with this BYU team that was, quote-unquote, on the bubble by saying, we're going to reward you for your body of work. We're not going to reward you for what we project will happen. We're going to reward you for what you've done. And that's big. That's big for a lot of people that are looking at the tournament going forward. This committee credited BYU. They, they gave them what they deserved. It's really big. And for reaction on that, we bring in the head basketball coach of the BYU Cougars, Dave Rose. Coach, welcome to our new set. Welcome, Morning, guys. Welcome to, we to Monday of tournament week. Uh, we saw a huge smile on your face. Just saw a smile grace your, your yep. face right there. Can you take us through the the emotions and and what you were feeling as uh, as it was announced you were in the tournament? Well, you know it it, it probably goes back to uh, to Vegas. You know, on Wednesday morning when uh, you know we're we're leaving Vegas and, and coming back to Provo and trying to deal with what's next and what's going to happen. And uh, you know, uh, we got home on uh, you know Wednesday afternoon and got in the office and just started looking at things I don't really ever look at. I just started looking at uh, RPIs and nitty-gritties and all kinds of forms that are available to the general public that I really didn't have an idea of that. And uh, then I started looking at championship week brackets and tournaments uh, around and just see how this thing could all feel. And I realized that um, going home Wednesday night that – you know, that we really had a chance to get into the tournament depending on how everybody else played. And that's in a really kind of an awkward feeling. Uh, you know, we're going to practice on Thursday. We're, uh, we're practice on Friday and, and, and Saturday. We gave them Thursday off to kind of get uh, their academic situation back in some type of a manageable situation. But, but then really watching what's going on. Thursday was a good day, and I said this yesterday. You know, Friday turned out to be an even better day, and, and then Saturday was – uh, you know, great day. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of those teams that were trying to play their way in to that tournament were getting beat. And so, uh, kind of felt like we had a pretty good chance to get into the tournament and, um, and, and, you know, it just kept kind of two things kept, you know, always being discussed, always being talked about the bad losses in everybody's opinion. And, I have a really hard time with that because every loss is a bad loss. Sure. Why would you just take? <laughs> why would you just take a couple of those things and want to single them out? But uh, and and then our strength of schedule, non-conference strength of schedule. You know, being uh, a two, a three, a four, depending on you know the system. But it's everybody had it as a top five. Yeah, and so um, you just hope that that kind of outweighs, you know some of the other people's opinions of other things. And, uh, and when it, when, you know, when, and then you, then you hear it so much that you think we're going to be one of the last four in and we're going to yeah. have a, a date and game. And I think that's what the reaction of our guys was, is that not so much that we're in the tournament, but I think the reaction was we're going to get a couple of days to practice hmm. and prepare for this, uh, for our game. So that's the most excited I've ever seen anyone about wanting to practice then in my entire <laughs> life. Yeah, I mean, but our, the turnaround uh, when we played Iona, so difficult. You know, we got right on the plane Monday morning. We flew out there, and we got a few minutes on the court Monday afternoon. And 
that was the year that uh, President Obama wanted to watch a college game, and he messed up everything on the oh, game that's day. Right, that's and right. then he left. He didn't even see the end. Yeah, we, right? we couldn't we couldn't get into the, the the facility on game day. We had to go. We went to a community college uh, in the city to do our, our game day shoot around, and got off to a horrible start, and ended up Noah had an unbelievable second half, and we ended up winning that game. But but those were all the things that were kind of dancing through our head: is how are we going to manage. The next couple of days, and uh, and then we you know kind of got a reprieve where it gave us a little more time. BYU head coach Dave Rose is on BYU Sports Nation with us right now. Your son Garrett is filming the reaction last night as you're all watching this together in your, in your house, your home <laughs> theater, which we're still waiting for an invite to watch, like The Dark Knight Rises or something yeah. with you. Yeah. And and we, I mean, I watched it ten times in a row. It's that enjoyable. It's 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 that fun. But uh, when, when you're enjoying that with your team and you're seeing them jump around and, and go crazy in your house, um, that has to be one of the most euphoric moments you've, you've ever had as a coach, I'm guessing. Those, those are great times that you can have with your team. And, and you know, nothing, nothing against the, the media, okay, because the media has a real role to play in all of this, okay? And I'm so happy that we have the coverage that we have. We have the interest that we have. But there's something really special about the guys just being able to be the guys, and uh, and th- this was this was kind of a nerve-wracking thing. Sunday is a real issue at BYU. It would be way better if it was selection Saturday, or sure. if it was selection Monday, it would be way better. Um, so we just decided uh, this time we just have them at our house. You know that we had dinner and the, the guys at all. It was great weather, so they're in the backyard. We have a TV in the back, and, and we're you know the guys were playing ping pong, and everything was just having a, a really enjoyable, relaxing day. But everybody being really uptight, <laughs> and then we got them in the theater, and, and it played out the way it did. And uh, uh, I think that uh, that reaction is just pure happiness, yeah. joy, whatever you want to call it. A lot of hard work, and those guys were able to respond to it exactly how they felt, which I, I was really happy for. And it was fun. It was really fun to watch. Uh, and thanks to your brother or uh, your son, Garrett, for uh, taping that. Uh, <laughs> what was more surprising to you, that you got a 10 seed or that you have a rematch with Oregon? Uh, probably the rematch with Oregon um, because, uh, you know, I, I've, I, I think I mentioned this before. I, I got, with the help of a couple of my assistants, got seven or eight team sheets and put them out there. And if you take the names off the sheets and just look at the numbers, the numbers were pretty good for us compared to the other teams. Yes, okay? now, I was now, just you, saying everybody that. can have their own opinion on, you know, if if our team's any good or if Missouri's any good or if Arkansas is any good or if North Carolina State or all those, you know, Iowa, SMU, you can go through all that, your opinion of which team you think is better. But you look at the numbers, and the numbers spoke pretty clearly to an 11th or 10 or 11th seat. And uh, very interesting to me. I had two or three uh, people send me a YouTube clip of, uh, of Digger Phelps. Jay Williams. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you Williams. saw yeah. the blind resume. BYU sticks out hard. Yeah, and the numbers are pure. Yes. And they, there's no question it's the third team. That third team, whoever that is, and Digger's on and Jay's on. <laughs> and then it flips. And, and they then as soon flip. as they flash the names, whoa, everything changed. So that was the issue that you know we were you know kind of dealing with. And so uh, not as surprised about the 10 seed as I was about the rematch. Not only are you in, but you're you're way in. Like yeah. you're, you're not one of the final four. And I, 
And I agree with you. The media certainly has an impact on the way that we view that. And, you know, you listen to Joe Lenardi, the lead bracketologist at ESPN, and he had you as the eighth or ninth, the last team in. And then after the Kyle injury, he, he kind mm-hmm. of all of a sudden were like right on the cut line. Well, the committee said it, it, it's not about the injuries. It's about the body of work. And so did you feel at least a measure of validation when you got the 10 seed? Well, the, the, the best thing was that the, the work that we did in November and December – when you're sitting around and you're you're preparing for really tough teams and your scouting reports are really detailed and your guys are grinding it and other teams are just, you know, winning games by 20 or 30 <laughs> and the, the schedule and you're wondering, my goodness, is this really worth what we're going through? Well, yes, it is. And that's how it turned out. And that's probably the the best part of the as far as validation is concerned is the fact that the hard work that the guys went through actually got paid off. And and you know what? It. it it, it, a lot of it is is the fact that those teams had great years. When we beat Texas, that was such a great win for us. Euphoric the guys were because we beat Texas. We didn't know how good Texas was going to be, but they went on and had a terrific year, and uh, and that really helped us. You know, when we beat Stanford, same same thing. I mean, our, our guys were so the the locker rooms after those wins are are similar to. Uh, the experience that you saw in our theater last night. You know, the guys just get to be themselves and celebrate a win. And, and, and they got to celebrate, you know, a really big win yesterday. Dave Rose, BYU basketball head coach, is on BYU Sports Nation. With this model and the selection committee uh, looking at strength of schedule, is this something that you want to do going forward? Because whether you like it or not, next year is the same way. And it's really our schedule next year is really tough. Yeah. And we've got a couple openings still, and we'll really monitor how we finished our schedule. Just like we, the last two games we got on our schedule this past year were, Minnesota, were Massachusetts, UMass, and Stanford. Both of them on the road. We were really hoping that we could get both of them at home, but maybe start one at home and one on the road. But when it really came to it, we kind of bit the bullet and said we'll start both of these on the road. We got one of them. Uh, but again, the UMass game helped us. I mean, we, we played well. We didn't win the game, but uh, they had a terrific season, and, and it helped with our RPI. And, and so we'll be really careful how we finish this schedule. But we have just you know right off the top, we're in Ma- the Maui tournament. We have Utah coming back. We have UMass coming back, and we have Stanford coming to the Marriott Center. So we've got a pretty good start to a, a pretty. Com- and, and we go to we go to Utah State, you know, uh, in that series. And so we've got a a pretty good start to a very difficult November and December again. Dave Rose, BYU head basketball coach on BYU Sports Nation. The day after the Cougars are awarded an at-large bid into the NCAA tournament as a 10 seed. We played a soundbite before you got here, Coach, of you back on Media Day talking about, look, we set up the schedule so that we could play in the NCAA tournament. Clearly you had an idea of what the committee likes and the numbers shaped out that way. How long did it take you to figure out exactly what it was to do to get into the NCAA tournament as an at-large with the scheduling? Well, it, it's still way more of an art than it is a science because so much depends on what the other teams sure. do that you schedule. And uh, I think a real big factor in you know this particular uh, invitation is the strength of the WCC. I mean, uh, you, we, we had so many more top 100 teams in the WCC uh, than we have the last couple of years. And... Uh, you know, the wins over San Francisco, the wins over St. Mary's, the win over Gonzaga, uh, those were, you know, number-wise, you know, significant in uh, you know, kind of building your resume. So, um, you know, as much as as competitive as this league is and as much as you want to be able to, you know, be superior in your league, 
this year it was, you know, we were really fortunate that, uh, you know, there were some really good teams in the league, and I think it'll continue to get that way. I mean, continue that way because there were so many good young players in our league. I mean, Pepperdine's got you know, a couple of great freshmen, and, you know, USF didn't, I mean, they didn't start a senior. And, and so the, the, this this league is, yeah. and, you know, we're going to see the guards from Gonzaga back again. You know, I mean, it's just David Stockton's leaving, but Gary Bell and, and Pangos have been guys that probably we think they have been there as long as people think that Tyler Haas has been here for us. You know? <laughs> Seven so, years. Yeah. So, Not but, to mention the Brownridge kid at Santa Clara, absolutely. too. Yeah, there, there's some yeah, terrific young players. You look at the all-freshman team and – uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's pretty impressive. Former Dixie uh, outfielder Dave Rose is on BYU Sports Nation. Right. <laughs> what position were you in the outfield? Well, I I pride myself as a center fielder, but okay. I, I played a lot of right field because I always came late after basketball season was over, and they stick they Throw always stick, right. stick the guy in right field. <laughs> uh, but one of my favorite things as a right fielder was on you know hard hit line drives, short. You know, I always try to pride myself in throwing a guy out at first. Yeah, so if we get, yeah, so if we, if I could do that once in a while, then I had a chance to maybe move into center field. I played way more <laughs> center field, but uh, um, I do remember those first couple of days after basketball, going out for, for baseball and playing, and you got your arm hanging, you know, and it's really, <laughs> really it. sore. It's numb, you know. And uh, one of my real claims of fame is that uh, there's a base hit. Uh, up the middle, and the guys was a guy on first, and he's trying to get to third, and there's no way I'm going to let him get to third, you know. And so I, I feel the the hit and line that thing to third base, and it went right over the third baseman. Said my third baseman didn't even attempt that the ball was so far <laughs> over, and we were playing BYU JV, uh, ironically. And uh, I put a huge dent in the van of the, <laughs> <laughs> the BYU uh, van that brought the boys down. It was just in the parking lot. So, uh, well, look, I was going to offer you a spot on our intro, BYU broadcasting intramural team, but I'm not sure after nah, that. So. Yeah, my, my, but you think my arm was hanging back then. It's, <laughs> it's hanging now. Uh, you think this guy's competitive? I love it. Dave, <laughs> Dave Rose, the head basketball coach of BYU on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk a little bit about Oregon. The rematch. Um, the Ducks are an interesting team. You're you're obviously trying to replace Kyle Collinsworth uh, with uh, a number of players with uh, Skyler and Frank and different different, uh, I guess, rotations. What's your initial take on uh, matching up with the Ducks again? Well, this is a great offensive team. I mean, they have <clears throat> uh, just just unbelievable individual playmakers and. Uh, I think Jonathan Lloyd is the whole key to, the, to, to their team, and and when an artist came back, and you know is a great talent, great point guard, they, they try to move him into that spot. And for the other pieces, uh, Jonathan's better, and uh, doesn't mean he's a better point guard. It doesn't mean he's a better player, but when they put Jonathan back in the starting lineup and started giving him the freedom to distrib- distribute the ball and get guys open, um, it's really taken a. Um, a, a turn for for the Ducks as far as their success is concerned, but you know the the interesting thing is even when they were in that slump, they weren't getting blown out. I mean those games were all close, close. and uh, they went to Arizona, played them close, went to Arizona State, got down big, and then uh, you know lost it right at the end. And so this is a a real challenge, and our guys are going to really have to be up for it. 
Well, before we finish with you, uh, we'd like you to sign our flag. It's a new th- Now that we're on TV, we have to sign a flag before <laughs> okay. we go, if that's all right. And then the other thing is, this is St. Patrick's Day only, Coach, this shirt, this green shirt. Oh, yeah. Not Oregon. It's St. Patrick's okay. Day only. Just want to make sure you understand that. All right. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about BYU Blue. <laughs> Dave Rose, head basketball coach of uh, the Cougars, here with us on BYU Sports Nation. Great insight. Congratulations, Coach. All right, guys. Most thanks a lot. Good luck in Milwaukee. Okay. Thank you. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we discuss more of your pure reaction to when it was announced that BYU would face Oregon in the NCAA tournament. Keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. And what was Blaine Fowler's reaction when BYU was announced as that 10th seed? Why he likes the Cougars against the Ducks? This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Oh, you better believe Nate Austin was dancing around in Dave Rose's basement last night. Rexosaurus Rex. Along with the rest of the BYU basketball (laughs) team when they saw they were in the NCAA tournament. Welcome back to a tourney train edition of BYU Sports Nation on Monday, St. Patrick's Day with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Coming April 2nd, the Y Awards are live on BYU TV from the Marriott Center with fans. You can show up or watch it live on TV. First time ever, you can do both those things. It's hosted by Studio C. Show up at the Marriott Center or watch it live on BYU TV, April 2nd, 9 Eastern. The men's team got a 10 seed. The women's team await their at-large fate tonight. That will be announced shortly after 5 p.m. Mountain Time. We'll have a reaction for you on True Blue. We bring now into the show our good friend Blaine Fowler, BYU TV multi-sport analyst. Blaine, I want to know your pure, unadulterated, unfiltered reaction when you saw BYU and Oregon as a matchup in the NCAA tournament. Oh, I was pumped. I mean, being, being a BYU fan, so this isn't my unbiased opinion, I was pumped because I think that BYU could not have had a better first-round matchup in light of the Kyle Collinsworth injury and all of that. I think that this is a team that even without Kyle, BYU has a chance to beat if they play well. So I was pumped. I was really excited, and I was really glad that the NCAA selection committee stuck to the rules that they have and, and, uh, and putting BYU into the tournament and also giving them a fair seed. And, and by the way, what is wrong with Doug Gottlieb? Does he just not like BYU? Right? What is that guy's problem? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, for, first of all, he, he's just a grumpy guy and he's a know-it-all, just so you know. And I, and, I, and I don't know what it is. He looks stupid by saying, I don't think they should be in the field. You don't think they should be in the field? They were the 39th overall seed. It wasn't even close. Blaine, tell and us how case, you really feel. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an idiot. So it wasn't even close that they weren't included in the field. And I didn't think they were going to be a 10 seed. I thought they'd be an 11 or a 12. But based on the rules, they talk about not taking injuries into account. You look at BYU's non-conference strength of schedule. You look at their strength of schedule. You look at their overall record. You look at their RPI. You look at their BPI. To me, there was never a question once they got to the finals. And we talked about that for the last couple weeks. If they got to the final and they played Gonzaga, who's a top 30 team, um, and lost in that final, they would be in the tournament. It would be a matter of seeding. And I thought they might take Kyle's um, injury into, into play into the seeding. But for him to come out and say, I don't even think they belong in the field, and he said it a couple times, I was like, what is wrong with him? He just looks stupid at this point because he's not using any objective measure whatsoever to make that statement. Blaine Fowler, BYU TV analyst on BYU Sports Nation. Blaine's fired up to start. And that's you, what, yeah, you came I, I ready to go, you man. Better not, you better not get me with Doug Gottlieb right now. <laughs> well, he's not the only one. Uh, we just talked to head coach Dave Rose, and he brought up 
the fact that someone had sent him a link to a couple a, of people did a, an ESPN video with Jay Williams and Digger Phelps. They had the blind resumes going, and it's clear to see that the of the three teams on the on the uh, TV screen that BYU was hands down the team that had the best resume, and then it revealed that it was BYU, and, and they, they both just, just backpedaled super fast. Their Brian ar- Logan would have been proud of that backpedal. Their argument was the eye test, and then the Collinsworth injury. How would you counteract those arguments from those guys? Well, first of all, the Collinsworth injury, the reward to be in the NCAA tournament is based on the season's body of work. Um, and they take into account a lot of factors. Well, the NCAA selection committee, thank goodness, they use objective measures and they scrub those seeds and do all that over and over again. Um, and, and to me, the eye test is only a, a test to, to maybe change a seeding by one or two. And that's it. Their body of work put them in the tournament, and there's no arguing that whatsoever. It wasn't even close. And so they look, they look stupid and they look biased when they say something otherwise. They were, they were arguing the merits of SMU. Are you kidding me? They're not even close. You know, and so, so I, I, you know, I don't understand the anti-BYU bias from a couple of these guys. Doug, I thought, was the worst. I didn't see the one that Digger. Now, Joe Lenardi um, did a little piece online, and, and he said in his, hey, I believe they belong in the tournament. I always said that. I was surprised that they weren't in the last four in in the play-in, um, so I don't necessarily agree with their seed. However, I do believe they belong in the tournament. And he, he said because of the Collinsworth injury, he thought their seed should have been adjusted. So I can buy that one. I can buy what Joe Lenardi is saying, but I, but I can't buy the backpedaling by, um, by Digger and the just outright they don't belong in the field from Doug Gottlieb. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Blaine Fowler is on BYU Sports Nation. It's scary to think now, what if Kyle Collinsworth isn't hurt? What if BYU beats Gonzaga? Would they have been like an eight or maybe even a seven? That's crazy. But I want to rewind back. To I believe it was Monday, January 27th. We had you on the phone, and we talked about what BYU needed to do the back nine of conference to put themselves in an at-large position. You said that they needed to probably go 8-1 and one and get to the title game. Spencer was saying a similar thing. I thought BYU's at-large chances were gone, and boy, do I look like a fool, and I'm so happy that I do. But you were right, Blaine. They finished second. They went 8-1. and one, They get to the title game, and they're in. You saw this coming. Well, I just I just knew that they would get rewarded for that preseason schedule, and and I you know we were relying a little bit on those teams like Stanford and Texas and and Wichita State, these schools to continue to play well, um, and they did. So so those teams held up their part of the bargain, and UMass and all these teams. Um, so you do get rewarded for for upgrading the schedule, and I think that that's the way it should be. That should be a message that we should be sent out. I mean, you look it up the road. Utah's got a good record this year, um, but the preseason schedule was set up for them to just win a bunch of games, and they're going to find they're they're going to be in the NIT, and and that's because of strength of schedule. You have to reward teams for stepping up and playing. And when we looked at that, and we looked at how teams were playing when we talked about it um, way back when. I knew that they would get rewarded for that if they could just finish strong. Now, they lost a game I didn't think they were going to lose, and they won a game I didn't think they were going to win. I, I thought that the games they might lose would be the road game at St. Mary's, um, and I didn't think they'd lose to Pacific. But in the end, it didn't hurt them, that 8-1 and one record down the stretch and getting to the finals. And also Gonzaga did their part of being the team they lost to in the finals. That helped. I think the BYU would have been hurt had – say Santa Clara went on a shooting spree and gone and won that tournament and gotten an automatic bid because I think Gonzaga would have been a second bid. And even though they don't talk about 
the number of bids per conference, I think that would have come into play and may have hurt BYU. National Honor Society member at Elmira Free Academy <laughs> and BYU TV multi-sport analyst Blaine Fowler on BYU Sports Nation. The things you learn here. A lot of people were surprised, obviously, about BYU getting a 10 seed. Then they were extra surprised, including myself, about the rematch with Oregon. Why do you like or dislike the rematch against Oregon? Well, first I want to take you back to when you started to say a lot of people were surprised. I thought you were going to say a lot of people were surprised to hear just now that you were in the National Honor Society. <laughs> so I'm glad that that's not what you said. Is that a 3-5, 3-7-5 um, yeah. you needed? Yeah, but thank you. Thank you for – you must be reading old bios. Um, anyhow, the reason I'm excited is because remember when BYU played Oregon in the first meeting, Anson Winder played one minute. And, and BYU was really hurt by their inability to stay in front of uh, Jason Caliste. And he just killed BYU off the bench for 31 points. They couldn't stay in front of him. They couldn't guard him without fouling him. He ends up going 13 for 13 from the free throw line, 7 of 13 from the field. And I think he was the X factor. And, and BYU also shot very poorly from the free throw line, 61%. They were 22 of 36. T- to me, if they just are an average team and shoot 72%, that's another four free throws, that, that there's a tie ball game. They turned the ball over 18 times, which resulted in 22 points off of turnovers. So I don't think BYU played particularly well, and I think Anson Winder is a, has been a difference maker defensively against teams that, that shoot the three like Oregon does. Now, they're the best three-point shooting team in the Pac-12. In fact, they would have been number one in the WCC, very similar in terms of their numbers to Gonzaga and Portland with their three-point field goal percentage. But look what BYU did against those teams the second time around. With Anson Winder out there defending on the perimeter, they've become a better three-point defending team. They've been able to stay in front of teams without fouling quite so much. And so I think he's a big difference maker in this ball game. And even though Collinsworth is out, um, I do believe that others can pick up the, the slack in terms of Rebounding. Matt Carlino had 11 rebounds in that first game. There's a lot of long rebounds with, with Oregon shooting all the threes they're shooting. And so guys are going to have to pick it up and step up. But this isn't a big, physical, rebounding basketball team. They're a very average rebounding team. And I think that's where Kyle brings you know, his biggest part of his game. I, I love his ability to see the floor and, and dish out assists and goes to the offensive glass and causes you problems there. They would have missed Kyle more. So for a first-round matchup, I love this. Now, I hate the second-round matchup after they beat Oregon and go against Wisconsin without Kyle. That, that's a whole different story, but we won't worry about that. They get one win, we'll all just celebrate. How about that? Absolutely, and that one would be in Milwaukee. That would be bad news. That's all great, Blaine, but let's count down to something important as well. Countdown to Connecticut. 165. Blaine, spring ball, football continues. We'll hear from you uh, tonight on True Blue. More on that. We appreciate the time, and thanks for being fired up, coming in here ready to go. (laughs) Oh, man, I just – Doug Gottlieb and I, I better not see him in the next week because we may come to blows. (laughs) It's going down. We're going, Timber. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, see, I was waiting. Hey, Blaine, great to have you with us. We'll see you on True Blue, Blaine. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. What was your reaction when it was announced BYU was in the NCAA tournament? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Lasersheep says, it wasn't a squeaker after all. What was I worried about? Exactly. Dave Rose called it Basketball Media Day. NCAA committee responded. We'll have more from the non-conference schedule after this. 
This is Tyler Haas, and you are tuned into BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation Tournament Train Express. Oh, yeah. Rolling on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Spencer Linton and Jeremy Jordan live from Studio B. Tonight on True Blue, Tyler Haas is in studio to discuss all things BYU sports. First reaction with the women's basketball team, whose selection day is tonight, 7 Eastern on Espen. Baseball coach Mike Littlewood is in studio and Blaine Fowler returns, maybe fired up even more about Doug Gottlieb, and to break down BYU in the tournament. True Blue is at 8.30 Eastern tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio. What was your reaction when it was announced BYU was in the NCAA tournament? Use the hashtag BYUSN and let's go to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. At I underscore pit of the fool. It's duck season. <laughs> happy, 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 as Phil would say. <laughs> At Kimber Power. I fell asleep on the couch right before the selection show, but my BYU senses were tingling. I woke up right as they were announced. <laughs> nice. Oh, At Crazy Kook Fanatic. Smil Schlamazel. Hassenpfeffer Incorporated. That would be a reference uh, to Laverne and Shirley and Milwaukee. But uh, she says, we're going to do it. Oh, yeah, baby. Might, might as well. Uh, they lived in Milwaukee. I yes. Guess. Might as well go to Wayne's World, too. <laughs> it's actually El Gonquin for, uh, or Milwaukee, El Gonquin for the good land. <laughs> Thanks, Alice, Thanks, Alice Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Twitter painted. Take that, Brother Palm. Yes! <laughs> Jerry Palm, who, by the way, has now come full circle. Yesterday, he's like, uh, yeah, I think uh, BYU might get in. Uh, I think what? <laughs> what? What is that? He, they weren't even on his last five in until, like, tournament week. Listen, I was super wrong after the Pacific game. I said that BYU had no at-large <laughs> chance after that, but I quickly realized the error of my ways you and saw jumped what was on happening. the train. Yes, you I saw did. what was happening. I saw it a mile away, and I thought, man, I want to be on that train. And BYU <laughs> got in and is a 10. More coal on the fire. More coal on the fire. At Jordan EJ11, Digger sees BYU, Digger Phelps, ESPN College Basketball Analyst, sees BYU and can't help but backpedal with flashbacks of Danny Ainge. <laughs> he can't help but be bitter. He was the coach of Notre Dame in 1981. Absolutely. What a day for BYU yesterday. One, that they get in, and two, that they get a 10 seed, and three, that they match up with Oregon. Rarely does BYU come out of Selection Sunday and go, hey, we were positively surprised. Now BYU's got to go there and compete and try and win that game without Kyle Collins. Eight teams after BYU were put in the tournament. When has that ever happened as an at-large? The Cougar Whip Around hits next, plus today's rise and shout and roar of your comical tweets. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation rolls on. You know what time it is, brother? Time to whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's volleyball. Number three, BYU swept Irvine and UC San Diego over the weekend. This Saturday, the Cougars face Cal Baptist. Nine Eastern on Saturday, live on BYU Radio. Women's basketball. The NCAA women's brackets will be announced at 7 Eastern on ESPN. True Blue will have initial reaction tonight on BYU TV at 8.30 Eastern. Baseball. BYU lost 5-1 and 17-8 at home to San Diego in the WCC opening series. Yeah, they are. The Cougars play at Fresno State Wednesday, then a three-game series at San Francisco Thursday through Saturday. Softball. The women's softball team lost another close one, falling 6-4 to to Valparaiso on Friday, then again to James Madison on Saturday, 3-1. 
in Hawaii. Jimmy Madison. Gymnastics. BYU took second out of four teams against Texas Women's uh, University of Arizona and Bridgeport. Cougars recorded a 196.025. Nicely That's done, good. ladies. Rugby. The BYU rugby team now rolling with four straight wins. A 62-10 victory over Idaho State. Don't sleep on them. Not sleeping against the Bengals with a 52-point win. <laughs> Track and field. Congrats to BYU distant run, distance runner Jared Ward. He took fourth place in the NCAA Indoor Championships in the 5,000 oh meters. That's awesome. Uh, Braden Bringhurst took 10th in the pole vault, and Chase Dalton took 14th in the heptathlon. Tennis. The women's tennis team fell to number 50 Yale. Almost pulled off the upset. And to number 28 Arizona State. Golf. The women's golf team hosts the Entrada Classic today and tomorrow at the Entrada Golf Course in St. George. The event will include 16 teams. Jeff Benedict, Sports Illustrated author, award-winning author, will join us tomorrow on the show. Uh, great insight. We're going to ask him a little bit about Jabari Parker and Duke and, and their NCAA tournament run. And, Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, always great to have Jeff on. Insights are amazing for him. The rise and shout for me today, Jerem, goes to Garrett Rose. <laughs> to Garrett Rose? Yes. yes. Okay, the son for, of Dave Rose. For filming the reaction. That. Yes. I want to throw in Jared Ward as well for going fourth in the 5,000 meters. Congratulations. If you missed the video, make sure you check it out on Twitter. It's fantastic. We should mention BYU football continues to practice today. They will practice. There will be media availability and interviews posted on BYUtvsports.com tonight. The national pundits have said, BYU shouldn't be in. Collinsworth injury. The eye test. Four bad losses. Well, I say this. RPI 31. Strength of schedule 25. Non-conference strength of schedule 4. I say this. 10 seed! We're in. That is right. Hashtag, I told you. Hashtag, I knew I was right. Hashtag, it's so fantastic. (laughs) Is this hashtag this right now? What's going on? (laughs) Hey, thanks to our guests today, Dave Rose, Blaine Fowler, and everyone on our fantastic crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more. At Lauren Frankham says, gave me the chills. These guys deserve it in terms of reacting to BYU getting in. BYU Oregon, March 20th. Get it. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUradio.org every afternoon and on BYUtv.org slash DVR. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Eric Nielsen. Happy St. Patrick's Day. BYU Storage Station back at it tomorrow. <laughs>